0: you're listening to the art problems podcast episode seven i'm your host Patty johnson this is the podcast where we talk about how to get more shows grants and residencies i want to begin this podcast by recognizing a simple truth that art and politics are not separate. Now, I don't want this to be mistaken for the belief that all art is made with political intent. It can be, but that's not always the case. What I mean here is that if the purpose of politics is governance of the people and art reflects the people, then we're actually a whole lot closer to politics than it might seem when we are not making art with explicit political intent. And I want to talk about that today because our ability to have our work seen is directly impacted by the conditions around us. So elections have a real impact on our ability to get work done. At the time of this recording, the election results are not yet in. And if we are extremely lucky by the time the podcast is released, We'll only have the usual political terror to contemplate without further escalation. Like, here's hoping. On the Monday before the election, so one day before the election, I wrote in the weekly network member newsletter that probably the only nonpartisan position left in America is the belief that things will get worse before they get better. But that anxiety sits on top of an even greater fear, which is that things in our lifetime will only get worse. And that they will only get worse for our children and our grandchildren. That we will lose what little security we have left. And today, I want to remind you, as I reminded the Netflix members, that the fear we share is only that, a fear. Because we remain masters of our fate. We decide what we want the communities we contribute to to look like we decide what kind of impact we have on the world so making art is a form of empowerment it helps us understand who we are and what we want and if we're going to get out of this mess whatever mess that is on monday even if it's just the same mess we have on the eve of the election it's not going to be because a politician spoke well enough to convince us all to come together, although that may be part of it. It's because collectively, we figured out a better way to live. And art is our way of doing that. So do not stop. Now that's my argument for art, for ourselves, for me, and and maybe for you. Now today, I want to talk about A mistake that the art community frequently makes and a superpower that we have and how that applies to politics. So let's begin with the mistake. The mistake is that as a group, we are so focused on art that we often make the mistake of bestowing art a de facto good status. And there are really good reasons for this. Speaking for myself, I've dedicated my life to it. And while that includes thinking critically about its function, I'm not an impartial player. So like anybody else, I can also not think critically about it. I can just assume it's de facto good status sometimes. But the fact is, is that we know that art is not a de facto good. When we see compromised museum boards or misguided community events, art is a product of people So it's going to be just as flawed as the rest of us. So if you love art and you believe it has value, you have to make an argument for it just like you would anything else. And I think that's really hard for many of us because it's so ingrained in our lives and identity that it's almost invisible. Like how do you make an argument for something you can't see? How do you make an argument for art? Also, when it seems like, less important than just surviving. And I would say that the same is true of democracy, a de facto good for many of us, even though it's falling apart and not actually working for many of us. Now, just don't get me wrong. This is not an argument against democracy, but if All we are fighting for is some sort of 2022 status quo. You can see why saving democracy is not the powerful argument we want it to be. We need massive reform, we need wealth redistribution, and saving democracy doesn't promise that. It may be a road to that, at least partially, but it doesn't explicitly say that. So, what do we need to achieve this? What do we need? I think to stop assuming de facto goods of the things that we give de facto good status. And I think first and foremost, we need to be able to imagine something better. And then we need to be able to galvanize people around these ideas. And in my opinion, we do this through art and community building, but of course there's a lot of different ways this can happen. Now, I am not suggesting that working in your studio is going to model a new political paradigm. It's not. The reason I think this is relevant to artists is that artists know how to build community. And yes, we all have examples of artists who have been shitty or collectives that fall apart because of infighting. But the fact is, is that there's more generosity from artists in the artist community than virtually all other communities. And that is evidenced by the fact that artist spaces exist around the country, despite the fact that there is no money to support them. You are builders and masters of the universe in your studio. You decide what your art is going to look like. You decide what you communicate and how. You have that independence, that power, and that vision. Now, money is not relevant here. We all know artists who cater to the tastes of the wealthy. And this can happen whether or not they want it to, because we all have families to support. But the superpower that artists have, I think, is our proximity to wealth and wealthy collectors, even if just conceptually. And that gives us a special vision because we know that billionaires are not gods because we know them. And that's important to understand when advocating for democratic values and wealth redistribution, because you can't take something away from a god. Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, they're just people. They don't need to keep their billions. Now, all of this may seem self-evident, but we live in a time where people increasingly worship billionaires as if they know more than all of us. Elon Musk, the world's richest man, is busy making one bad business decision after another on Twitter, and people are still tweeting about his genius. The fact is, is that these people are not working with some secret sauce that the rest of us weren't bestowed with beyond some combination of privilege and luck. Many have strong skills, sure, but that is not a requirement for wealth accumulation. Some are good people, some are not. Some are smart people, some are not. And the art world reflects all of this. Some collectors buy thoughtfully, others do not. And in more ways than not, the art world is not a democratic system, And yet, the aesthetics of a more democratic space rarely encourages more thoughtful practice or the development of craft. And that is why we have to make our own spaces. Spaces that are designed to support each other and to push culture forward by reimagining what democratic spaces actually look like. Thank you for listening. If you like the show, please leave a review and share it with a friend. It helps us get that valuable information out to more artists just like you. You can find all of the links and names we reference in this conversation at workshop.art slash podcast.